I think us here to wonder, to wonder, to ask, and that in wondering about the big things and asking about the big things, you learn about the little ones, almost by accident. The more I wonder, the more I love. This is a quote from The Color Purple by Alice Walker, a novel about so many things, brutality, racism, awakening, sexual abuse, coming into one's own and chock full of statements of faith. Yes. (laughs) It's okay. I think us here to wonder. I think it's here to wonder and to ask. This is a statement of faith. A statement of faith or credo is so much more than simply stating your religious beliefs, your agreement with this or that. A credo is coming to terms with where you place your trust. What do you absolutely trust? A credo is something you embed in your heart and then you live that way because that is what you trust. If I say, I think we're here to wonder and to ask and that this is essential to what it is to being a human being, then that's how I'm going to live. I'm going to wonder and to ask. And the more I wonder, the more I love. That's another truth, I'm sure of. This connection between faith and trust was one of the pivotal moves that Martin Luther made when critiquing Christianity in the early 1500s. He began a protest movement, a protestant movement, the Protestant movement, from which we emerge as liberal religious peoples. Faith equals trust. That's what Luther said, in essence. And where we place our trust matters. It shapes who we are and how we act. Over the course of this year, I've had the privilege to walk beside some beautiful human beings who happen to be in the ninth and 10th grade. Together, we wondered about the big questions, like, what is God, or is there God? What is a human being? What is the significance about this life? What is death? What is community? And by wondering and asking about the big things, we stumbled upon some little things, or maybe not so little things, almost by accident. Like, you can pray even if you don't know what or how or why God is. Prayer is something you have to do in order to understand. Prayer is setting an intention. You can listen to the hurts and joys of your friend or someone you don't even know and authentically pray for them. Ninth and 10th graders pray really well. You may be having a crappy, stressed out week, but coming to church can act like a reset button. Sitting in the woods for two hours with nothing but yourself and a tarp can still your spirit 
and make you feel and see things in wholly new ways. Proximity matters. Just being together can change things. Being free to ask the big questions with wonder and curiosity can change your mind and it can change your heart. In our liberal religious tradition, faith equals trust and freedom to wonder equals an authentic faith. This is another important tenet of our Unitarian Universalism. We say authentic faith can only happen when we are free to wonder. You may end up in the exact same place or the exact same gospel proclaimed by sages of the Bible or the Tao Te Ching, but your journey to that faith has to be free. It has to be free to wonder and to ask. This does not mean that you can believe anything you want to believe. That's actually not true, and I wish we'd quit saying it, but it comes up a lot in Unitarian Universalism. You can't believe absolutely anything you want to believe and still hold true to the inherent worth and dignity of every human being. You can't believe absolutely anything you want and hold true to the interconnected web of life. You can't believe absolutely anything you want and love and live the good. You are free to wonder and to ask, but as any authentic religious tradition teaches, you are bound by some overarching realities of a religious life to love and to live the good, to love and lean into a world of right relationship and wholeness. One of my most profound memories as a young person was wondering about the big things and asking a question in my eighth grade confirmation class at Christ the King Lutheran Church in Colorado. They say that um, memories that stick are the ones that have this big emotional charge, and this one had a big emotional charge. I remember the smell of that dimly lit church basement the chalkboard set up in the front, my red-haired teacher, Wilma Shart, and sitting at the back of the class, so nervous about memorizing and reciting the Nicene Creed, word for word, which was the central part of my coming of age at that church. Now, some of you have probably no idea what the Nicene Creed is, but it is this central turning point in the emergence of Christianity and is a faith statement for many Christian churches, a statement where Christians say, this is where we place our trust. So the Nicene Creed expounds on the nature of God and Jesus Christ and how we as human beings are forgiven of our sins and bound in a blessed life now and life eternal if we believe in Jesus Christ and are baptized in the Holy Spirit. So there I was, I was memorizing and reciting and delving into this small little book called um, The Small Catechism, written by Martin Luther. And this is where Luther explains each sentence of the creed. And we must have been talking about baptism because in one of the sections, the catechism reads, what does 
baptism give or profit? Answer, it works forgiveness of, it works forgiveness of sins delivers from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, I've come to believe in a very different interpretation of what Jesus was saying and talking about concerning salvation and damnation. But at that time, I remember listening to my catechism teacher read this statement, and a big question started to surface in my consciousness. The question made me really nervous. I was shy, and I was hesitant to ask questions, but this was a a little different. Somehow this big question felt dangerous. Like, if I ask this question, I can't unask it. But I was so curious. And of course, the question won out because even back then, without knowing it consciously, I believed us here to wonder, to wonder and to ask. And that in the wondering about the big things and asking about the big things, you learn about the little ones almost by accident. And so I raised my hand. What if you live in a remote village and you have no way of knowing about Jesus or being baptized or anything about Christianity, can you be damned to hell for all eternity if you just don't know something? To my utter amazement, my teacher said, yes, you are damned. Now, recounting this scene as I wrote this, nearly brought me back to tears because I can remember feeling utterly embarrassed at not knowing this central faith statement of my church. And I choked back tears because I felt utterly betrayed. How could this place that I love so much, that I felt safe in, that my parents and I spent so much time and energy on, believe that people could be damned to hell for not knowing something for not, or not being baptized? It didn't make any sense to me. Now, I want to make something clear at this point in the story. When I tell this to my Christian friends today, they are appalled. They say, I don't believe in that interpretation of baptism either. This encounter was a particular time and a particular expression of Lutheranism. So please don't go to your Lutheran friends and make comments about what they do or don't believe. The reason I recount this story is not to say I'm right and my teacher was wrong. It's not about that either. I recount this story because asking a big question set me on a path, and I've been living it for 40-some-odd years. I didn't know it then, but I was asking about universalism. I was asking about universalism. Universalism is where I put my trust, and it shapes how I live. I'm a universalist through and through. I trust that there is something holy and whole moving in the world. We are in it. We are it. And it is beyond us and in us. 
As Celie says in that beautiful song, God is inside me and everyone else that ever was or ever will be. This means that when I pray, I have to begin by saying, Dear everything, I trust that we are to live into our joy and that joy is the harbinger of our true nature and that our true nature is a particular expression of the good and grace of God in us. I trust that even when we stand beside each other, we change one another at a molecular level. And so it matters how we are with one another. We are wired to be compassionate, and that is what we are called to do. We are here to make an offering of our lives to this world, to bring our true nature to this world in order to manifest, manifest heaven on earth. And when we die, we all return to what is holy and whole. We are part of an everlasting God flow, a rhythm of good and grace, and nothing can keep us from it. We are held by a love that will not let us go. This means when I live my day-to-day -day life, I'm always at church. The world is church in all its beauty and brokenness. And I'm here to worship and awaken into dear everything. What is your big question? What are your big questions? Go home today and ask yourself, what is one of my central wonderings? And as the question rises in your consciousness, let that question take you somewhere. Let that question take you, because the more you ask about the big things, the more you learn about the little ones, almost by accident. Because the more you wonder, the more you love. Dear everything. Bless this coming-of-age class who ask the big questions and love themselves and this world into some real learning and wisdom. May they and we hold this posture of wonder and asking for the rest of our lives. Dear everything, bless these new members who come with their open hearts and their hope for a place to call home. May they and we awaken like seeds planted in the soil of a faith-filled life. Dear everything, bless this congregation. May those within these walls and beyond these walls find solace for what is broken, joy in what is true, and live into the good and grace that is in us, around us, and moving through us. May we find what we trust and live that faith-filled trust as big as we can. Amen. <laughs>